0: Good evening, Last and John. And once again, welcome back to Fleet Liquor. I'm your host John Murray. And we did an episode this afternoon, but now we're doing another one this evening. As I've stated before, we're on vacation. I'm on vacation this week and this is the best chance that I have to to actually, you know, conduct conduct as many episodes as possible. So hopefully when this week is over with I'll have a few more episodes, you know, under under my belt and then who knows? Next week I go back to work, and it will go back to the normal, you know, the normal shift at 1:30 10 shift, which is what I do on my job. So, um, so again, I'm trying to get as much information, and I'm trying to keep you updated as best as I can, as best I can. Um, for those who join for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. I've always say, advice your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers. We the need to invite. Please invite them on in. I've always stated that we're family and friends here. We're talking nothing but football. There's nothing religious, nothing political, nothing whatsoever. We're talking nothing but football. And again, as I've hyped up the last couple of episodes, I'll continue to hype it up. Here very shortly, have the rookies will come into camp. And again, after the following week, you'll have the veterans. They'll be in the camp. So football agent, gentlemen, is um, starting to rev up and it's starting to starting to go. And, um, certainly, everybody is... Um, we're all gearing up. If you're a football fan, you're gearing up. You're getting excited, just like I am. So, uh, certainly, I'm looking for looking forward to it. And uh, certainly, with capes opening up, many things can happen. Um, before we go any further, we'll talk about this episode and running backs. They seem to be the the subject here the last the last few days of guys not signing the franchise tag. And we'll talk about one of those. We'll talk about one of those running backs. And again, we already talked about con Barkley in you know, a couple of episodes ago but we'll talk about another gentleman who did that science franchise franchise tag and how important his loss you know his loss could be to his football team and uh, the next one is we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about uh Dalvin cook again and an interesting and interesting thought process was brought up by a couple of NFL network analysts that I want to address and Kind of made me think a little bit of what they just said, but um, it, an interesting team, even know, it's not Miami or Denver or the Jets, it's interesting teams that got thrown out there, and I want to talk and I want to talk about that and get you, give you my take on that. Um, another thing I thing to talk about is um, a, a new receiver on his brand new team said that his offense could be a very potent offense this year, again. We'll talk about that. We'll see if he's right or if he's wrong or there's something you know something all this. And the very last thing is we'll talk we'll mention we'll talk about my Dallas Cowboy fans and um it's something something very interesting. Um certainly uh your something has to do with your quarterback. And we'll talk about that. It's nothing it's nothing bad, but something that kind of makes you in the words of Arsenio Hall, if you ever watch Arsenio Hall back in the day when he was Getting started in this talk show is something. Something that makes you say, hmm, as our senior hall used to say. And we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, now, back to it for those who have been on day one. I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow coworkers. Please, invite them all. Invite them all in here. And uh, once again, if I am not, if you do not listen to Me and I'm on Spotify. Radio, Citra, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and there's a few of those out there as well that I know. And I, again, I want to personally thank those platforms for giving me a chance to, you know, pitch this podcast out, out to you. Um, not as of right now, but I want to get, I want to address something to to the people that do listen to the um, to the to the podcast. Um, actually, um, Spotify has has allowed me now to actually if I can kind of word this correctly, a subscription that I can send out a subscription to my subscribers. I believe it's like a monthly subscription, and it's like a, um, you can donate X amount of dollars or something or something along those lines. Um, again, this is something that I enjoy doing, but again, I'm not gonna sit there and I'm not gonna tell you that you need to do this, 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 and this. That's not my thing. But again, it's something I'm looking heavily into to make extra money. Granted, yes, I have a full-time gig, but again, Let's be honest with you. Extra money never heard. So those who those who fans out there of you know fans out there um, or people that do what do listen to the podcast. I don't know how many actually do listen to it. But to be honest, for those who want to you know subscribe, um, subscribe. You know let let me um, let me know something. Um, follow up on that. Uh, if you got any question for me whatsoever, I'm on Facebook and Spotify. Any question want me to answer? Any follow up question? That you needed to answer, I'll be more than happy to answer for you. And again, I'll take that, I'll take any time of any episode whatsoever to answer your questions, or I'll do a whole episode of answering nothing but your questions because your opinions are valued to me. And to be honest with you, doesn't um, matter what the question is. I'll be honest with you, I'll throw one out there as to the point as to um, maybe let me th- <laughs> think for a second. Maybe there's a subject you want me to bring up on this show. And I'll give you my, you know, maybe something we bring up about your football team. And I'll answer it. And I'll answer it. So please, by all means, keep that in mind. Um, Before we go any further, I want to continue to thank some of you Facebook followers. You know, small businesses, bandmates, uh, bands I should say. uh, You know, musicians, bloggers, you know, entertainers. I've even, you know, like I said, a law firm recently <laughs> recently started following me. So again, I want to thank thank them for doing so. And please, by all means, tell your clientele, you know, your fans, fellow bandmates, please, by all means, tell them about podcasts. As we're trying my very best to continue to grow and grow and grow, and hopefully by tomorrow we'll have I can maybe out another episode episode for you guys again. We're on vacation this week, and it certainly is a well deserved vacation. I- hope it is well deserved um, and again resting um, tomorrow night um, actually will be a date night I don't get a chance to do a date night with a very often because of work so a chance to be a chance to take a dinner and a movie which is something we have not done in, in a while so again it's something that I will look forward to and um, again I'm not a movie I'm not a Cisco Ebert if y'all know who Cisco Ebert were for many years ago, they were the ones that had a small TV show to the point where they um, rated movies. Or they, of course, again, but again, yeah, I'm not a sitcom either. I'm not going to go to the movie theaters, come back and give you a a blow. I think the movie happened. Now, again, we don't know what the movie's going to be. It's in discussion, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I know the hottest thing right now is Mission Impossible. I've always been a Mission Impossible you know, fan, fan of the... Old TV series, the updated TV series, and Tom Cruise has done a pretty good job, you know, with with the with the Mission Impossible movies. So again, that's a possibility. I've always been a, and I'll admit I'm a, a DC a DC fan, comic fan. We talked about looking at the Flash. The Flash has done very well at the box at the box office. and of course, um, it appears that of course Mission Impossible knocked it off its top spot. It's done very well in, in the box office and. Um, that could be a possibility as well. Now, I know my wife is not into the, the comic world, but I'm a big DC a DC comic fan, and at no disrespect to Marvel comics. I mean, Spider-Man, Captain America, Wolverine. We can go on and on and on about some of the great characters that made by by Marvel. But again, I'm kind of stuck on DC. Who doesn't, I, I've always been a Batman fan. Batman's not the prototypical superhero, doesn't have powers but he gets by for what he does. So it'll get interesting to see if the possibility is we go out late tomorrow night, we get a chance to, I get a chance to watch The Flash, and I'll be very interested to see from my own two eyes how good the movie really is. That is all, that is all. I've, I've talked your heads off long enough. Let's let's jump in over here to talk about football, and let's talk about one running back who did not sign his franchise tag, and that is Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Josh. We all know Josh had a career year last year. He led the NFL in rushing. Now, to Josh Jacobs' credit, Josh has been a pretty consistent running back since, since the Raiders drafted him from the University of Alabama. Now, everybody knows the Josh Jacobs story when he was at the University of Alabama or even before he was at Alabama. He um, uh, is, I think, he, is, he used to live out of hotels, live out of cars. Um, he had a pretty. He, he had a pretty rough, a rough upbringing. But now I guess for jo- Josh and I'm sure Josh wants to be paid accordingly like any other player in this league. And Josh, like I said, has been a consistent performer for the yeah, for the Breakers. Again, it appeared that it appeared at the beginning of last offseason, well, beginning of uh, of the uh, first game, first exhibition game or first preseason game last year, he was put out there, put out there and everybody thought that Josh Acrobat was gonna be trading bait, that Josh McDaniels was was offered his skills to the highest bidder, and that's kind of why he played the first preseason game. But again, things had changed. Josh went, went on to be the top running back, and Josh Daniels has that Bill Belichick theory. But he doesn't want to have that. He wants to, have, you know, he wants to space the running game. Now he doesn't want to give one running back all the carries. But last year, Josh Jacobs carried most of the load last year. So now, what the Raiders have done is instead of paying Josh Jacobs his money. They will let him sit on the sidelines. Now, again, Josh, unless Josh, and then come to some kind of contract agreement here very soon, Josh appears is not going to come to camp. He could sit out certainly preseason and certainly set up the regular season itself. Mark have already come out and said that. Possibly does very well exist for him doing it now. Could Josh Jacobs do the same thing? A couple episodes ago, we talked about a rumor going around that Josh may very well end up being a... Uh, could be a Miami Dolphin. That was a rumor that, could, that didn't run around. And now, again, we all know what's happening going on lately because all the top the running backs, the running backs, Barkley to Jacobs, they're sitting, you yeah, they're sitting out. Uh, Pollard's going to play on his um, contract. Of course, Austin Eckler. Eckler was almost traded this offseason. Now, Jonathan Taylor is going to be a free agent next season. And again, there's concern that the culture not gonna play him what he is worth. And again, as we stated, as we stated, Ben Steenie, and of course, a lot of experts have said the brain game has become a thing of the past. There's not that. There's not that top notch number one ball carrier. Now, there was a report today that uh, Josh Jacobs actually was sitting in the parking lot, was sitting in the parking lot with uh, teammate Max Crosby in his car, looking to go into the building and pretty much signed sign up you know, signing him on a guideline for a contract extension, but it never came to pass. Now, to me, Josh Jacobs appeared to have a lot of confidence in management to the point where they felt he was going to come to a deal. But now, it's hard to say what Josh's contract is worth. Now, I'm assuming Josh is probably going to win 12 maybe $13 million per year in that ballpark. Now, we all know Christian McCaffrey is the highest-paid running back in the league right now. But Josh probably won, I would say, at least $12 million per year. And again, the day and age, the running backs are not going to get paid that much anymore. Now I get it. The quarterbacks they get paid X amount of dollars. Again, the receivers are getting paid more than running back because again now we're on a we're a pass happy pass happy leg now. And the offensive linemen are going to get paid more money because again they got to protect the quarterback because again we're a pass happy offense. Now of course the defensive linemen they get paid because their job is to rush the passer. Quarterbacks are getting paid more because their job is to is to break up passes and get as much interceptions as possible. But so now the running back has become a it comes in a way is becoming one of the lowest played guys on the team, and that's kind of odd because you know the running backs get their hands on the ball quite a bit, and they have to you know they have to and they and they have to go up against three hundred pound defensive line, and yeah, they have yeah you know, they take they, 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 they take a lot of pounding. And that's no reason why I think ownership ownership wants to keep recycling running backs. They figured, okay, well, this guy, that's why they want, you want to be three, four, five deep. I want you want to roster with running backs because if if running back A, you know, takes takes a pounding, I can go running back B and C. And again, that's, that's the way, that's what the NFL is, has, has been nowadays, is that you can be five or six deep. I mean, the Miami Dolphins—we talk about it, maybe Dalvin Cook, but I think they're about four or five running backs deep, minus Dalvin Cook. Again, there's other teams out there that are that, are, that, are that deep, that deep. And yeah, now for the Raiders, here's here's the problem with the Raiders: Josh Jacobs carried the ball a lot last year. Now, after Josh Jacobs, you got to take a look at that. They got—I know Amir Abdul, but Abdul has been more of a third-down back. That's that's what he has been. So again, Abdul's not going to go in there and carry the ball 20, 20 times a game like Josh Jacobs can. Now, think Bolden. Bolden is I believe he is still on the team. He was with New England Patriots for many many years. He was brought over by Josh McDaniels because he knows the system. Bolden's not going to carry the ball twenty times a game. Now they drafted Zaire White. And Zaire White I thought was going to be the heir apparent to Josh Jacobs. I thought you never tell Josh Jacobs if he struggled last year. You're up out of town. Zaire is my new running back. Well, Zaire was a non-factor last year. So again, if you start looking at the at, at talented running back, Josh Jacobs is the guy. And again, I guarantee you, the old defenses will fear Josh Jacobs before they will fear Zaire White, Bolden, um, you know, Al Again, they're going to fear Josh Jacobs more than those guys. Now, again, Josh is like Bill Belichick. He wants to have a lot of running backs on his roster. He doesn't like to have one running back get the majority of the carries. Well, lo and behold, Josh Jacobs got the majority of the carries last year. Now he's sitting out. And now, again, you have to realize, not only do you not have that top running back, but you brought a quarterback in that yeah, that that you're hoping is going to be there week one as he's recovering from, he's still recovering from injuries. And come to think of it, then you sign that guy, he wasn't given an actual, an actual clean bill of health when you signed him. So again, now you've got a quarterback that might not be there about week one. You've got your best running back, one of the top running backs in this league. You don't have them there. And now, if you're Devontae Adams, I'm sure you're beating your head in a wall right now saying, man, I don't have I don't have a top running back. I've got a banged up a banged up quarterback to be signed. I mean, what am I to do? I mean, I can't throw the football. I can't be the running back. I can't do all that. And again, you think about it. You think about that. You have no Darren Waller. Darren Waller was a good tight end in this league for many years. You don't have him anymore. Hunter Renfro's coming back from a from an, inj- from an injury. He's coming back from injury. And kind of Hunter Renfro, you know, regained his form. So again, I mean, the Raiders offense, what everybody thought was going to be still pretty decent, now it's becoming suspect. And to me, Josh Jacobs was going to have to be a big piece of the puzzle. I mean, because Josh, I think, would get more a piece, a big piece of the puzzle because of Jimmy Garoppolo's injury if he was ready by week one. Now, if Garoppolo was ready by week one, yeah, again, you know, come back from injury for any player in the NFL or any, any league. It's going to take a few games to get your, you get your you know, feet on the ground and get back to the way that you're capable of playing. And to me, I think in the early part, Josh Jacobs would have been a huge factor for the Raiders. Now, let's be honest with you. To me, the Raiders in the will be dead last in the division anyway. They're not better than the Chiefs. They're not better than the Chargers. I don't think that they're even better than the Broncos. And again, Mark Davis has, has given, you know, Josh McDaniels. He's given Brad Ziegler every opportunity in the sun to rebuild, to rebuild the team that has been torn apart by John Green. And Matt Baylock. yeah, they've given him every time every t- opportunity on the sun to try to rebuild this team. But again, you have to wonder how much more than Mark Davis now. Mark Davis is not like his dad. To me, I don't know if Al Davis would have had that much leniency as Mark does. I'm just saying, I don't know if he had had that much leniency or not. Now again, Al's been known to make great choices. You got to remember, you know, John Madden looked at great choices, name with John Madden. Tom Flores, he got questioned, question, yeah, some people question that hiring, but Flores got a couple Super Bowls with Raiders. So again, Mark Davis is putting all his hands in his one basket, he feels that he knows what these two children are doing. But the bottom line is, the problem is, what that situation is, you got your best running back, you're not bringing him in again, you got a quarterback again, your defense has been horrible for the last few years, and now your offense is taking a beating. Now, to me, if Derek Carr was still sitting there, I might have given him a slightly better chance to at least open the season. At least they can rely on Carr, the passing game and Carr with Garoppolo. I don't know if I can rely on him right off the bat. Now you're telling me you got a possible running quarterback that's not going to be there by week one. You've got your best running back sitting on the, uh, the sidelines, who's not saying that he couldn't be traded. It's a possibility. But unless, you know, unless the Raiders give him, you know, what he wants, or post some type of reunion, or get some kind of middle ground. To me, I, I would think they, they should be able to sit down and get middle ground with Josh Jacobs. I think that's something that they that they that they can do. I believe they can do something like that. But again, like I said, we're in the day and age where the running game has become a thing of the past. And that's kind of a sad thing in the NFL. At one point in time it was what? Run the ball, play defense. You got a chance. You got a chance to win a championship, right? Well, nowadays is nowadays is how much M.A.R.S. can we throw for? You know, do we have the quarterback? Do we have the receivers? Heck, we have a if we have a decent tight end. That's even that's even a bonus. Running game. Well, what's that? Because that's what that's what the NFL is coming down to. The running game. And we've and, we, and we've continued to state this. And the NFL analysts next experts will tell you the same thing. Yeah. They'll tell you the same thing. Bottom line is, yeah, you can find a running back on the street corner. You can you can walk in, you can walk down the street. Hey, I'll, that guy, I'ma me my running back, and I think I'm get a thousand yards out of him. I mean, let's be honest with you. I mean, Mike Shanahan did that for many many years with the Denver Broncos. He pulled somebody out of thin air, made him a thousand yard rusher. He did that, and again, that's people going off of off of Mike Shanahan scheme to the point where, hey, I can do that. And you, and you look at it, you look at it, you think about it, what about, you, know, you start looking at guys, what about Alvin Kamara and the Saints? Now Alvin is was what, 28 this year, I believe, 27, 20 years old. Now they've already drafted a gentleman from TCU that they're high on, but they feel they could take Alvin Kamara's job. Now again, now the thing about it is Alvin Kamara, he could, he could very well serve suspension for what happened a couple of years ago. In the Pro Bowl. Now, we have not heard the suspension to be handed down by Alan Mark as of yet, but if it happens, we're going to dig at Jamel Williams. But this but, uh, Miller, who comes from TCU, a lot of people have high expectations for him. Now, again, for the Raiders, you get back to the Raiders. Zaire White. Now, Zaire White, you know, showed some, showed some potential at the University of Arizona. Um, but game jumped on it, and I guarantee you. That was what's was going to happen. They thought Zaire White was going to be the guy to replace Josh Jacobs. Again, that wasn't the case last year. Josh was the main guy all last season, as far as running the football goes. So now you have to wonder, deep down inside, the Raiders are now are digging themselves a deeper hole by not by not signing Josh Jacobs. And you think about the Giants; they dug themselves a hole because they need Barkley. The Raiders need Josh Jacobs, and again you've had guys like Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, have come out and, you know, and went to bat, you know, went to bat for these, for the guys who are on, who are on that franchise tag. And then again, you know, as a brotherhood. You to stick together, right? And the running backs are sticking together. But again, you know, again, everybody, everybody looks back at the Christian McCaffrey. He gave the fact the big contract, he spends, what, the next two years he plays 10 games. Now, I actually was 100% healthy. Barkley, yeah, I'm sure the Giants are going to always bring up, well, Barkley had a good rookie year. And then again, he was hurt for almost two years. He comes back last year. He plays like he did in his rookie year. And that's, you know, that's going to be brought up. And for Josh, course, Josh Jacobs hasn't missed that many games, really. But again, Josh is still young. I think Josh is, what, 25? Maybe 26 years old. Josh is still relatively young. You can probably get another... I'm sure they could, they could probably get an all three, maybe four years out of Josh Jacobs. Now, unless they go ahead and find an old running back somewhere, which question remains this. Now what if they don't what if Josh Jacobs have set out? Do you go pursue Ezekiel Elliott? Do you pursue a little four dead? Or Kareem Hunt? Now, to me a guy like Kareem Hunt might be the answer for the Lakers. If they don't bring if they don't win a part of Josh Jacobs, I think Kareem Hunt could, could roll the tail up to the Vegas with the Las Vegas and it'd be Josh Jacobs' replacement. Again, I have to wonder deep down the side, is that what Josh Browns is thinking? Is that what Brad Ziegler is thinking? They said, well, if he doesn't do that. Hey, we can go and get one of these other guys who are sitting there sitting out on the street corner right now and let's go get him. He's going to be our running back. Or, Desire White get a chance to become the number one running back, which is, again, like I've talked already, he was supposed to be Josh Jacobs' replacement. But again, that did not happen. Josh, again, had a good year last year. But again, this is something to be brought up over and over and over again about the running backs, the running back situation in this league. I mean, I mean, we'll bark a of four will Barkley set a fourth year? Will Jacobs do that? Now, Tony Pollard has signed a franchise tag. He is going to play on that tag. He is betting on himself. And again... And again, who's gonna step up and take a chance on Z? Who's gonna take a chance on Leonard Fournette, a Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I mean, or other running backs are masters sitting out there. I mean, let's be honest with you: um, Are you going to take that opportunity? Are you going to take that chance? And I mean, that is what I'm interested to find to find out. If some of these other running backs going to get a chance, and of course, as of right now, it might take a an injury. It might take an injury right now to get some of these guys to come in. If you know one of these, if a running back gets hurt, and I just say like that, what if, yeah, whatever, you know, one of these running backs get hurt, then all of a sudden, yeah, then all of a sudden the running backs are sitting on the street right now will have leverage because hey, well, your top running back might be, might be very well gone for the year. You know what? You know what's gonna happen? Yeah, now you need me. Now you gotta pay up, pay up some money for me. Whereas maybe if you came to me earlier and gave me this contract, we wouldn't have this problem. But again, with the Giants, think about it. I know they've got Enos with Enos Benjamin. I think Matt Breida still on the roster. Again, those two guys are not Barkley. Again, Zaire White, Abdul, bolden they're not Josh Jacobs. Let's be honest with you. Now, Pollard is going to be the number one running back, but the rest of the running back core for the Cowboys likes to be desired. Now... There's rumor not saying that Zeke could not return to Dallas but be a number two running back and let Pollard be the number one. That I think that is a strong possibility. But again, we'll see what, you know, but again, again, it's hard to pay a running back right now, top dollar. And again, and other running backs are, are aggravated with this. Again, it, it doesn't go well for like a guy like Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler's going to finally get his contract. It'll probably be his last year in the powder blue uniform the Chargers and he'll probably be off somewhere else. Again, what about Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor has been a big clog in the Colts offense for me for the last several years. Now granted, he missed a lot last year because of ankle because of an ankle injury. But again, Jonathan Taylor is the the most important clog in the Colts offense. I mean, certainly not guard Minshew is not gonna be not going to be Anthony Richardson, the new quarterback but Taylor is the clock. He's the one. Now again, what if you let Jonathan Taylor go next year? Where's the Colts running game? Where's the Colts offense going to be going? Their offense is going to go even further downhill. So for Jonas Jacobs, it is a 64,000 dollars question. Will yeah, uh, yeah, could now, could he go back into, you know, can he go back into camp? Can he go back into the Las Vegas' office tomorrow, talk to Mark Davis, get his agent in with him, and say, hey, let's come to some kind of uh, meeting of the minds. Let's have it in between. To me, I think Mark Davis could do that. I think Mark Davis, if he's smart enough, he needs to do that. Come to the end of round. I get it. I don't want to pay already right back $12, $13, 14000000 million dollars a year. But I'm sure Josh, but deep down inside, Josh, again, we go back to what we talked about in the very beginning. Josh has probably been in the back of his mind, you know, man. I busted my tail off. I can remember the days where I was living, not in a house, but I was living in my hotel to hotel. Heck, I was spending nights in a car. I don't, you know, I don't want that anymore. I don't want that anymore. I want to get as much money as I can. I want to be able to live comfortably. Yeah. I want to live comfortably the rest of my life. And for Josh Jacobs, I guarantee you, that's part of the thing. And I don't blame Josh. Because if I was in Josh's shoes, I might I might do the same thing. Just for the simple fact is because I remember when I was a kid, I was living in hotel to hotel. I live in an apartment. I live in a house. Heck, I was living in a hotel to hotel. I said my dad was busting his tail off trying to get you know trying to make a, get a job, making ends me. and we're living in a hotel, you know. And we and we we couldn't afford a hotel. We gotta live in a car. So, again, I get Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is taking himself back to those days where they didn't have anything. Now, you've worked hard. You've worked hard. You were the NFL's leading rusher last year, and you want to get your just due. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'll be honest with you. I hope Josh, I hope Josh gets what he wants. Maybe he doesn't get to the Raiders. They ship him off somewhere else. Maybe somebody else will pay him. But for right now, for Josh and he'll run out in his leg, that don't appear to be the case. Now, unless we get some kind of um, earth-shattering story within the next day or two or three or whatever the case might be, that team's, you know, change your minds, okay, fine, so be it. We need you. Heck, we'll pay you. But again, I don't think any, I don't really believe right now that any NFL, any NFL owner is going to come off of that. And for right now, guys like Josh Jacobs, take on Barkley and the Elliott's, the Nets, the Kareem Hunts in the world, they continue to sit on the sidelines until until some earth-shattering injury happens, and then, then Spike goes out and needs to bring them in. And then, like I said before, that's when the running back really would have you over the barrel. Now for the Giants, you think about it, what if Benjamin gets hurt? What if the Giants have a Baltimore Ravens moment, and the top three running backs go? Then Barks will sit back and well, see. You know what? I'm healthy. You need to pay my money. What if the Raiders have that moment? Jacobs will sit back and say, you know what? Ha, you can give me a money. You might not be in this situation. Again, that's and again, and again, guys like Jacobs and Barkley are betting on themselves. And they're betting on the teams that are going to need them, need them, and come to realization that, hey, we really need him, and we need him right now. But for Josh Jacobs, Josh. Hope you get your money because you've been a consistent running back since you've been in this league. In this, this leg. and again, my man, best of luck. Best of luck to you if you can get the money. Now, speaking of um, running backs, we talked about him. We mentioned his name in the last in, in, in the uh, this last segment, and that was one Dalvin Cook. Now, I read an article. Now, I read an article. Now, I didn't listen to podcast, but I read the article that. Uh, because couple of NFL NFL uh, network analysts Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks are two to uh, our two to the top NFL analysts on the NFL Network. Now they had come up. They had come up with a, a what if a what if moment about Dalvin Cook about a team that he could actually go to. And he said, if you went to this team, this team could be a playoff contender, and that team was the Washington Commanders. Now, when I read the article, I kind of I kind of sat back and was like, huh, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Now, what the Commanders is, the Commanders, the Commanders are in a tough division, make no mistake about it. The Eagles and the Cowboys, too, are still the top two teams in that division. The Giants made a sure tremendous strides improvement last year, you were know, the, Commanders, the Commanders, and to be honest, with you, to really think about it. The commanders at one point in time were in playoff contention actually at one point in time. Heck the whole division at one point in time <laughs> was in playoff contention. And you gotta think about it, three of the four teams in that division made the playoffs. The commanders were the only one that did make it. Now, we all we've all talked about Robert, his job is probably in jeopardy. And another thing is you've got new new ownerships coming in. Now the work on the street is that the new that the sale of the commanders could very well go through could get approved by the ownership at the owners by sometime maybe sometime this week, maybe later this week. So again the Dannelsteiner era will eventually finally come to an end. Now, I guess with that being said is if you bring a guy in like Dalvin Cook, yeah, money's gonna be an issue because you're going through ownership changes. And that's gonna be a big thing because now because let's say if you pay Let's say we take a bar and Daniel Schneider. And right now Daniel Schneider still owns the ball club until Josh Harris takes on the team, right? But the thing is, they're not gonna pay now, they're not gonna pay, they're not gonna go out there and get any player whatsoever because your ownership's getting ready to change. Now, the one good possibility is I can understand, I can understand their point of view. If you really think about it. Again, this is all to get more offense to make Sam Howell, Sam Howell, who is going to be, we're guessing, he's going to be the starting quarterback once the season begins. Now, they did sign like Jacoby Reset in the offseason. and to be honest with you, I think Jacoby might be a better fit than Sam Howell right now. But again, Sam didn't play that bad of football, and the one game played, they played against the Dallas Cowboys. But I think Sam's gonna wind up being the quarterback. They got a new offensive coordinator, Eric mean who spent many years with the Chiefs and helping Patrick Mahomes become the quarterback that he is today. Now, the saying about Adam Dalvin Cook will take a lot of pressure on Sam Howe. Now you gotta think about it. Now Ryan Robinson from University of Alabama got drafted last year and Robinson had a pretty pretty decent year last year. Now of course after he had the of course after the attempted you know, he got shot at attempted carjacking and he had to miss a few a few weeks. But 1C, but 1C, yeah, but 1C, he get healthy. He proved to be a pretty decent force, pretty decent force for the commanders. Now they have Antonio Gibson now. Antonio Gibson had some foaming issues, but Gibson is still a pretty decent weapon to have around. Now, you got one of the better, one of the more underrated receivers in the league, and Terry McLaurin. Now, Curtis Samuel actually was healthy most of the last season, and he was a very valuable asset. Johanna Dotson, who they drafted from Penn State. He was injured a lot last year, but when he did play, there was flashes. Now, now the rumors I've heard coming out that Robinson more likely to be the number one running back. There's no mistake about that. There's rumors going that Eric Bennett seems to be a big fan of Antonio Gibson. So much so that Antonio Gibson, they wound up lining up a lot as a wide receiver this year. Now, you got Moore Gibson coming from the University of Memphis. He was a or receiver before he became a running back. So, yeah, I can see, I can see that, I can see that you want to put Gibson light on his receiver because, heck, that would probably work. I can see Gibson in line in a slot position and blowing by, blowing by a linebacker or maybe a safety. Heck, I can see that. I think that'd be a, I think that'd be a great idea for the for, you know, commanders to do. Again, The How much game you know, Howell and can they, you know, can they get on the same page? Now Dotson, who had put you down, know, can he stay on the full seventeen games and show the potential that he you know, when he was a first round draft pick last year by the by the commanders. And can Curtis Samuel stay healthy for a full season? That's another big issue right there. If he can do that, Hank Curtis can lock in the backfield and run and, and run the ball a little bit. So you know, yeah, they have weapons they have some weapons on the team. Now if you brought Dalvin Cook in, Oh well, yeah. The offense will probably go up tenfold. I don't doubt that at all whatsoever. But again, again, would Dalvin Cook if yeah, bring Dalvin Cook the board would that take him into the playoffs? Now the answer to that question is, the answer to that question is, I don't really think so. If you brought Dalvin Cook in yeah, yes it would make Sam Howell's life a lot easier. But again, I don't think you would put the commanders in the playoff, in the playoff chase. Because again, Sam Howland is the unknown quantity right now. Now, if you had maybe Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert you know, playing quarterback, maybe they have a shot. Again, I'm not sold on the offensive line. Their offensive line to me is a huge concern. Sam Howell's offensive line are a concern to me. It's not Robinson. I'm not worried about Robinson or Gibson or the other weapons that he got. It's Sam Howell. offensive line is my concern. Now, defensively. They have a very good defensive front, but it's the back in the second year, that's always been our problem for the Commanders. To me, the Commanders have far too many holes to really consider them a playoff contender. And like I said, you're going, you're you ready to change ownerships here probably the next, let's say, few days. Supposedly, the like I said, the sale is supposed to, um, is supposed to go through. So again, when Josh Harris comes in, and like you said, any ownership has, they've got a different. Feel for an opinion. And that's not to say, I mean, Ron Rivera could be, be gone by next season. And that possibility does exist for the uh, commanders. And you know, Josh, Josh Harris, and of course, a lot, a lot of decisions have got to be made. And with Eric B. he's coming in to be the offensive coordinator. For all you know, Eric could be a one and done type of thing. He could come in and he could be gone. Or maybe, maybe the commanders' offense improves to the point where. Maybe Josh Harris or Eric could be the head football coach in this football of the football team. A lot of things have had to be thought. Now the Dalvin Cook thing to the commanders is it's kind of an interesting thought, but it's a thought that's not really gonna happen. I don't really see it. Now, I know the analysts think that it's, it's I know that Jeremiah and Brooks think it's a an interesting observation, but what about doing that? Again, I don't see it I really don't see it happening. Now Again, there was one report coming out at one point in time that the Cook could go to the to the Raiders. Now, here's a thought process. If they can't bring Josh Jacobs in, do you go ahead and bring Dalvin Cook in to, to, into Vegas and you side him? But again, do you think you can get Cook cheaper than you get Josh Jacobs? That's an issue. I'm sure the Miami thing is probably still sitting out there. Denver now, supposing the word on the street is Javante Williams. Could, could could be very well ready to go by week one. But again, it's going to probably take several weeks for Williams to get back to the form that he needs to get back into because of his injury. Again, a lot of people think, well, if that's a case, could Dalton Cook be Dalton Cook come in and do OK? Again, and again, I think Dalvin Cook, in a way, could be Alvin Kamara, could be Sean Payton's Alvin Kamara. I'm just putting it out there, it's a possibility to, if you think about it, and you look at it that way. Again, what about the Giants? Hey, if I can't bring in Barkley, maybe I would go ahead and talk to Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook and Barkley are pretty much like, sort of one and the same. Couldn't get patches out of the backfield. I mean, Dalvin could fit right in, and I'm sure maybe Dalvin might be cheaper, maybe he'll be cheaper than Barkley. Again, again you put it out there, I'll put it out there. Of course, the Cowboys got done in, in that conversation. But again, but again, that's not going to happen. But Dalvin Cook and Tony Pollard would be a nice little one-two punch. But again, Jerry's not going to pay the money. He already got burned with Zeke. He's not going to turn around and do the same thing with Dalvin Cook. And to be honest with you, if Tony Pollard happens to struggle a little bit this year. Tony Pollard's not going to be around for the Cowboys next season. Next season, because because of that, because of that. So again, I mean, you start looking again. We've talked about the places Dalvin could go. One team I thought about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've got Rashard White, a young running back, going to second year. But to me, Dalvin Cook could go right in there. Him and then White could be a nice little one-two punch. But again, the Buccaneers, I don't see paying the money for that. Now, the craziest possibility of them all, what about the Los Angeles Rams as a possibility? Cam Akers had a, Cam had a bad year last year. He did. He did. Towards the end of the last season, he started, started to play good football. But again, with, with again, can you imagine Dalvin Cook playing for Sean McFay? But again, I think Sean McFay got burned already when he paid all that money to Todd Gurley. And, and how, did that, how did that turn out? So again, it becomes very, it becomes almost interesting. Heck, I've always liked the idea of bringing Dalvin Cook into Cincinnati and let Nixon go. Now, Dalvin, I think, is, is two years older than Joe Nixon. But again, I think Dalvin Cook is better overall than Joe Mixon. He does have that pass catching thing to us. Not to say Mixon can't catch fast, but I think Dalvin Cook is even better. I've even mentioned that poss- that poss- possibility. I know people have thought about the Jets was a possibility because we don't know how, how you know, Brees Hall and how his, his injuries, you know, how quickly he can get hit from injury. But the thing is, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook with the commanders, it would been an interesting thought process. It certainly would have helped Sam out, absolutely. But it would have not made any sense. You got Robinson. You got Anthony Gibson. If you're going in that direction, you could probably look around and say, well, maybe I'll bring in a Melvin Gordon sitting out there. If you, yeah, if you wanted to go in that direction, you want to bet on a veteran player, go get a Melvin Gordon. But again, they drafted, drafted running backs again the last couple of years. Get one of those running backs. Yeah, one of them run out of, them, one of them stuff up. And show you and show you and show you something, but for right now, the Dalvin Cook to the Commanders, is something that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It'd be wishful thinking on the Washington, on the Washington fans' part if they could get it, Dalvin Cook. But it's something that's that's not that's certainly not going to happen. Now we'll get we'll get out of the we'll get we'll, we'll go back to the AFC and we'll talk about a uh, article I just read again. Um, Alan Robinson, who was required required from the uh, the Rams for the Pittsburgh Steelers this all season. Now, Alan Allen Ross came out, I think was I think today or might have been yesterday, came up with a thing that he says he believes that the Pittsburgh Steelers offense could be one of their offenses in the league this year. This year, now, you NLI know players they really go to the, go to their teams they think they have high expectations you know for, for what they've seen now. Alan Robinson has said in the OTAs he's been impressed with, with Kenny Pickett. He said Kenny Pickett has made strides. Now, now from the beginning of last season, when Kenny Pickett was kind of thrown into the fire, he struggled at first. And a lot of what rookie quarterback doesn't struggle at some point in time, right? But towards the end of the year, he was Kenny Pickett was sometimes the biggest reason to steal his on the ground as long as he did. Yeah. And almost had a shot at the playoffs. Almost. Now, Ken Pickett did show signs of improvement. Now, to me, Kenny's not going to make the Pittsburgh Steel forget Terry Bradshaw or Big Ben. He's not going to let them forget that. But again, Pickett did show signs of improvement. But again, you know, Pickett, Kenny's got a long ways to go. Now, what i say about the Pittsburgh grass is, sometimes the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of remind me of the Baltimore Ravens. They have that knack sometimes for going out and picking the right guys for their system. And Pittsburgh now, Give Pittsburgh credit. The offensive line was horrible a few years ago. Now the last couple of years, they've gone out, they've drafted you know some offensive linemen, signed some offensive linemen for that, you know, with the possibility of improving the offensive line to build in some depth on the offensive line. And again, they have done that the last couple of years. So the offensive line, which had been horrible, has actually shown some nice guys improved. Yes, they got Najee Harris, but again, they went out and found a Jalen Warren. Because they didn't want Najee Harris to have to carry all 20, 25 games or put the in, or have about 400 touches. So they've they've got they've got the guy to at least back up Najee Harris. Najee Harris is still their top running back, and Najee had an all-thousand-yard year last year. Now he might have slipped a little bit, yes, but again with Pickett's improvement, yeah, and the offensive line continues to shape around. Now Deontay Johnson. He kind of slipped last year. His numbers no slipped last year. He did not even catch a touchdown pass last year, which is hard to believe. But Deontay's still a thousand yard receiver. Now, Jourdan Pickett, they drafted at the University of Georgia last season. He, yeah, he had ups and downs in the rookie. But at the end of the day, he didn't have that bad rookie season. He, you know, he made some fantastic catches, and he was a talk of talk of training. He was a talk of training camp and preseason last year. He was a talk of. But again, you know, Pickett has some ups, he has some downs, and there was times where he got frustrated to the point where he should have got the ball more than he did. Now you bring in Allen Robinson, a veteran who has been a thousand receiver in this league. Yeah, But again, injuries have hurt him in the last couple of years. But when Allen Robinson is right and he's healthy, he's still a productive player. Now, right now, I'm guessing Robinson's going to be the number three receiver. Now, they've got a, a tight end that nobody really talks a lot about. Yeah, that is a pretty good tight end in this league. They went out and went I drafted eight. another tight end, a big body player who could have some potential as well. So yeah, you know, for Allen Robinson to make a point, yes. Allen kind of sort of has a point. It's not a top-five offense, offense. Please don't get me wrong, it's not there. But I understand Alan Robinson. There is potential for the offense to certainly make improvements this year. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's not going to be a top five. I don't know who's going to be a top ten offense this year. The biggest thing is defense. Pittsburgh's defense, which has kind of it's kind of been down the last couple of years, is another issue too that needs to, that needs to be addressed. But it appears that, that their defense is getting back on track. Um, you know, Watt, TJ Watt, K had full seventeen games. Um, Alonzo Highsmith uh, was a, a godsend to the team last year. He stepped in, did an outstanding job. And yes, they've gone out and got Patrick Peterson. They think the secondary is a little bit better, which to me, I'm still not completely sold on the secondary in general. Patrick Peterson is not the same Patrick Peterson it was in his heyday with the Cardinals, but they feel they can get something out of him. Now, they did draft Joey Porter, Joey Porter Jr., and, and they draft a couple guys that should make upgrades in the defensive, you know, in the um, secondary. So again, with Pittsburgh, let's put it this away. Pittsburgh has a chance to be... I Pittsburgh has a chance that might surprise a lot of teams in this league. And I've said that. Heck, i said that about Cleveland. If Cleveland gets the defense in order, yeah, and gets the defense in order, I think Cleveland could surprise a lot of teams. Pittsburgh, I would still put there, yes, they could surprise a lot of teams. Yeah, I get that Allen Robinson is pretty much, you know, pretty much all gun-ho. He's all excited because this team has potential... And you think about where Alan Robinson came from last year. Matthew Stratford was dinged up most of last year. Now I would still take Matthew Stratford probably over Kenny Pickett as my quarterback if I had to make a choice. Now again, I would still take Najee Harris over any over over anybody that the Rams had running the football. But again, Pittsburgh's offensive line was probably better than Rams' offensive line because Rams' offensive line was horrible. And again, I like Cooper Cup. But then again, I would take the Rams. Right now, the Steelers have a better set of receivers than the Rams do. Now, I like, again, the tight ends. You could probably flip a coin and say, well, I think this guy's better than that guy. You could make make a case there. But again, Pittsburgh's offense, yes, Pittsburgh's offense is probably better than the Rams' offense right now. Now, I might have Alan him to come out and say that. And yeah, I'll buy that. I'll go to Vegas myself and put money on it that the Pittsburgh offense made better than the Rams offense this year. Now granted, granted they have, then again, I will take Sean McFay's mastermind over Matt Canada. I'll give you that. I'll give the Rams that. But again, yeah. But again, again, I'll agree with Alan rams on one point. Yes, the offense should improve this year. Again, Najee Harris, Yeah. I can see Najee getting all 1,000 yards. That's certainly within the realm of possibility. Now, I don't think Najee's not. Najee's going to touch the ball 400 times. Now, I'm not saying Najee might touch the ball three. He might touch it maybe 300, maybe less than 300 times touch the ball. Jalen Warner can continue on his, can he continue to be a successful backup to Najee Harris? Again, can Dalty Johnson get back to 1,000 yards and at least catch a touchdown pass this year? Yes, he can do that. If him, you know, if him and Kenny Pickett are on the same page, can Jordan Pickett continue his improvement? Yes, I think Pickett's continues improvement. And now Robinson, if he stays all the full 17 games, can he be an asset to this team? Absolutely, he can be an asset to this team. Again, the offense is certainly improving. The offensive line is not a big thing. The offensive line has improved. If it continues to improve and Pickett plays like he did, let's say, in the second half of last season, then yes, Pittsburgh's offense will be better but again I don't, it's not going to be a top 5 it's not going to be a top 10 team heck some people have actually criticized Matt Canada for the last couple of years by the way he's played yeah, the way he's called plays he got criticized last year big time so, so much so that uh, people thought that Mike Tomlin was going to can him in the off season, but Mike Tomlin kept him around and again it's probably again I can see why I, made, I can see why Mike Tomlin did, because you have a young quarterback and you don't you don't want to start recycling offensive coordinators, you know, in and out, in and out, and screw the young man up. Again, that's what happens to so a lot of good quarterbacks in this league. Well, this offensive coordinator is not going to work. Um, I got to bring this guy in. And again, you've already seen the bad results in New England with Mac Jones. You had Josh McDaniels, of course. Josh got a head coaching job, of course. Now the Matt Patricia thing that true thing screwed him up. So with Tomlin he says, well what if I, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna get rid of Matt Canton, but I'm gonna bring in this offensive coordinator again. Again, it'd be an all new system they would have to learn. So I think with Tomlin, he wants to keep Pickett in this in that same system. He does not screw the young man up. So again it that is Mike Tomlin's training thought. And I'm gonna assume that's probably what Mike, Mike Tomlin's training thought was, I wanna go ahead and screw and screw around with this yeah, with with Kenny Pickett, I'm okay. I'm gonna in this offensive system for another year, and let's see, let's see if we we make those strides. Let's see if we make those improvements, and if he, and, and to be honest with you, if he makes those, if he makes those improvements, then Aaron Robinson is on to something. Again, yes, their offense will improve this year. I think the offense overall was what like in the twenty like twenty fourth last year or something like that. But again, will it be better than the twenty be fourth ranked offense? Yes, I think it can. Yes, be. I, I believe it will be better than the twenty fourth ranked offense. If not, you have to rely on the defense once again, all over again. Now, Pittsburgh's defense, to me, Pittsburgh's defense could still be a top ten defense in this league. If TJ Watts stays out the full season, he's a big reason. And if he stays have a full seventeen games, the defense will be on par, to probably a top ten defense in this league. But it's all on the offense. It's gonna be all on Matt Canada. It's gonna be all on, on second-year Kenny Pickett, It's gonna be all on Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and yes, they'll be on Allen Robinson's shoulders to to improve the offense, to improve their chances of even trying to get into the playoffs or even be a wild card team. In Pittsburgh, yes, they have the capability of being a wild card team. I really believe that they do. Now, again, I'm not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but again, I can respect I can respect what the organization organization has been for many, many years. It's a winning organization. It's certainly it's certainly it's certainly a more a winnable organization than the Cincinnati Bengals. And I gotta be again, gotta be honest with that. But deep down inside, yes, the offense will I believe will improve. I don't think it's gonna be a top ten offense, but there will be some there will be improvement on that side of the ball. And for Allen Robinson, for what he came from last year. To this year, I'm sure it's probably there's gonna be some upgrades. Now, granted, he won't have Cooper Cup, <laughs> he won't have that. But again, Alan Robinson was supposed to be a missing piece of the puzzle last year for the Rams, and that didn't happen. He didn't get along with him hey, and Matthew Shrever had the issues, could get on the same page, and Alan Robinson hopes he comes comes into to Pittsburgh, and get on the same page with Kenny Pickett right off the bat. That would be that would be an interesting thing. But again, to me, Dante Allen Johnson and George Pickens are gonna be the top two guys. That's gonna get the majority. I, I'm gonna say the majority of the catches. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying Al won't get some catches, but he will. He'll get some catches. But again, he gets interesting. What 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 receiver is gonna be the alpha dog? That's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting question to to, to get an get answered. But okay. Father Robinson's point of view, yes, going will be better. How much better? I guess we'll, we'll find out once we'll find out once the uh, 2023 season gets gets uh underway. I guess for my last for my last segment on the show is um, we'll talk about we'll talk about we'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys and we'll talk about Dak Prescott. Now it's hard to believe actually it's hard to believe. Article came out a few days ago. Dak Prescott will actually be 30 years old this season. And can you, can you actually believe it? I mean, it seemed like only yesterday Dak was drafted from the University of Mississippi in the, uh, in the fourth round by Jerry Jones and company. And and I'm sure when, once he got drafted, I'm sure that Jerry Jones come and company didn't think Dak would probably make the, make the team. And if he did, who's going to be a practice squad player? Well, he goes into preseason. He lights up preseason. He becomes the talk of preseason years ago. He makes the team, and then all of a sudden, Tony Roma gets hurt, and the rest is history. Dak ends up starting. Tony loses his job. Tony ends up retiring. It's Dak's team. Now, of course, the first couple of years, Dak was the starting quarterback of the league. It was, let's run the ball through Zeke Elliott. But then again, all of a sudden, it all got switched the last several years has been. It's Dak's the offense. Zeke is a, an afterthought. Now, Zeke is really an afterthought he's no longer the ball club last few years, it's it's been Dak's team. Now Dak at times has been a pretty decent quarterback in the league. And then well, again, Dak is based on the stakes that makes you scratch your head. Yeah. Now again, hopefully with Dak, you've added Brandon Cooks this season. Now Grant you lost, you lost Dalton Schultz's security blanket. Who is going to be Dak's security blanket? But it's kind of hard to really that it's really hard to believe that Dak is going to be 30 years old. Now Dak, of course, he's got a big contract from Jerry, from Jerry. And of course, you know, he makes his commercials. I know he's done about like, yoga commercial commercials. There was the same number of commercials, I believe he's done that. So again, Dak has done very well for himself. And of course when you're when you're the quarterback of America's team, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure over heat on you. Why not you ask Roger Stahlback how much pressure you think was on him? I'm sure Gandhi White felt pressure when he took over after Roger Stahlbach retired. And any other quarterback that came in and it's going to be a Dallas Cowboys quarterback feels the pressure. You don't think Tony Romo felt pressure. Absolutely Tony felt pressure. Tony Romo could probably tell you that himself. And I'm sure Dak feels all the pressure in the world. Now, again, Dak has, has been a turnover machine the last couple of years. But now Mike McCartney's taken over the offense. He wants to run the football more. And he says that Dak will certainly be able to cut down his a his, his uh, turnover rate. Now, again, I know people can say Dak's praises one minute and then toss them under the bus the next minute. But again, th- uh, when that guy's contract, Dallas had to give him his money because they had no. They, there was not a better option out there. To be honest, with you, let's be honest, there wasn't many options out there. Sure, I'm sure they'd love to have Patrick Mahomes or maybe Justin or on their team over the Dak. Who wouldn't, right? But again, Dak. But again. Again, they didn't think Dak was going to be what he was, right? Dak ended up being a bargain for him because nobody expected him to be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody expected that. Yeah, Dak probably didn't really... He got inside. I think Dak probably had his doubts he was ever going to be a starting quarterback. But again, you're you're the starting quarterback on America's team. And again, again, you got all the heat and pressure in the world. But again, hard to believe Dak is going to be 30 this year, wow. And heck, here I am, here I am, here I am, 54, and maybe I feel maybe I should be 64. But again, Dak. Again, to my man Dak, will be 30 this year. Happy birthday, my man. Continued success, and let's see if you can get Dallas into the pl- back into the playoffs. And answer change the game, and a Super Bowl. What Dallas Cowboy fan wouldn't want? But won one more Lombardi Trophy. That's all I have time for this episode, later. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again soon.